Have you heard about clinical registries? Do you know that clinical registries aim to collect data from patients to determine long-term effectiveness and safety of treatments? By the end of this podcast, you'll know how a dry eye registry was developed at the University of Sydney SafeSight Institute, the purpose of the registry, how it works, and how a clinician can request access to it. In our last episode, I talked about what dry eye disease is, some risk factors to suffer from this condition, how to diagnose it, and some initial treatments that an optometrist or ophthalmologist may recommend. I also interviewed a colleague from my research group, Pauline Koo, about one of her projects on the association between dry eye and a medication prescribed for women with breast cancer. In this episode, I invited Pauline again to talk about another project that she worked on, the Safe Site Dry Eye Registry, which is the world's first international interdisciplinary dry eye registry and part of the Safe Site Registries. This project is led by Professor Stephanie Watson from the University of Sydney Safe Site Institute and is supported by Novartis Pharmaceutical Corporation. I am Maria Cabrera Aguas, a postdoc researcher at the University of Sydney Safe Site Institute. Welcome to the Sydney Eye Podcast. Before we kick off our episode today, I want to say that I'm very grateful to you for the amazing engagement that we have had in the last month. We reached more than 700 downloads last week. Please keep sharing this podcast with family, friends and colleagues. And don't forget to rate this podcast in whatever podcast platform you use. Or engage with us on Twitter or Instagram. Or send us an email to seedipodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast by clicking on subscribe and receive a notification when a new episode is released. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and YouTube. Clinical registries are beginning to play significant roles in healthcare decision making as they are designed to collect real world data over longer periods of time. They are becoming increasingly important to determine the long-term effectiveness and safety of treatments for dry eye. The Safe Side Registries is one of the most advanced ophthalmic registries in the world and is a unique platform for tracking eye disease, interventions and patient outcomes. Its sophisticated design delivers real-world evidence on the risks and benefits of current and new treatments for ocular conditions. This information helps clinicians provide safe, cost-effective and evidence-based solutions for vision impairment and avoidable blindness. The SafeSight Registries also promotes international scientific research aimed at developing strategies for reducing the incidence of blindness throughout the world. The SafeSight Registries is an initiative of the SafeSight Institute in collaboration with the University of Sydney and Sydney Eye Hospital. Our guest today is Pauline Koo, a researcher at the Cornell Research Group at the University of Sydney SafeSight Institute, led by Professor Stephanie Watson, who is a Cornell Specialist and Head of the Cornell Unit at Sydney Eye Hospital. 
Welcome again, Pauline, and thank you so much for joining us in our show today. Thank you for having me again. So today, um, I would like to talk about another of your dry eye disease studies. <laughs> so these studies, the dry eye registry, which is part of the safe site registries. Can you tell us more about this new registry? Yeah, of course. So um, I think I'm going to start with a little bit of background to why we developed the registry first. So, you know, clinical trials have been conducted to demonstrate the effectiveness of several therapies for dry eyes, such as artificial tears or autologous serum eye drops. However, clinical trials are performed in highly controlled conditions and patients may not be representative of the general population. And it's because of this, the effectiveness of dry eye treatments from a real world setting is needed. Now, observational studies may help better understand disease progression and unmet patient needs. So clinical registries such as Safe Site Registry are currently being used as observational tools to evaluate specific outcomes in real-world patients as they are becoming increasingly important in post-market surveillance for approved drugs and medical devices as well. So unfortunately, before the start of this project, there was no multinational interdisciplinary um, web-based dry eye registry available, and it's why we developed the Safe Site Dry Eye Registry. Mm, wow. That's interesting. So when did you start um, this project? Um, so the setup of the project began at the beginning of 2020, um, and it required us putting together a international steering committee made up of international dry eye experts from around the world. And meticulous planning was involved in determining the data to collect and the clinical systems to perform, as well as the dry eye questionnaires to be performed. And this was achieved by reviewing the available literature, so the T-film ocular surface disease dry eye workshop and the Mebomin glands dysfunction workshop reports, as well as reviewing existing clinical registries. Um, we then held several meetings um, to con with the steering committee members to obtain consensus for what we would collect and what we wanted to look at. And the dry eye registry went through a significant number of testing um, from several of the steering committee members before being launched uh, at the end of December, 2020. Oh, wow. So it's already storing patients' data then? Yeah, so the registry is already collecting data from eight wow. different countries around the world, um, wow. such as Australia, the United Kingdom, um, Spain, Germany, France, Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it has been, it went already internationally. So, but who are the registry's users? Um, so originally the safe site registry only collected, uh, was getting data from ophthalmologists, but um, for the dry eye registry, ophthalmologists and optometrists can use the safe site dry eye registry. And this is because dry eye is not only seen by ophthalmologists, but optometrists as well. No, okay. So um, how many users do you have so far? So to date, we have uh, over 30 users from oh, 22 okay. sites from around the world um, are using the registry. Oh, wow. Okay, so um, uh, how long does it take for the user to add the patient's data? Yeah, so um, the dry registry has a number of mandatory and non-mandatory fields. And the mandatory fields are clinical assessments that can be performed by in all ophthalmology and optometry practices, while non-mandatory fields may depend on the instruments that you may have um, available in, in your practice. So for example, nodal clinics may have the T-Lab, which is an um, instrument that measures T-osmolarity. So for a baseline visit, which is the initial vis visit the patient uh, when they see the, the, the clinician, um, 
and follow-up visits, which is every visit after, can be entered in under two minutes for mandatory fields. And then for all fields, so that's non-mandatory and mandatory fields, um, it can be entered in around three minutes. More on the dry eye registry up next. But first, we have a question for you, the listeners. Do you have dry eye symptoms and have been treated? Email us at seedipodcast at gmail.com or share on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag seedipod. That's hashtag S-Y-D-E-Y-E-P-O-D. Oh, okay. So the idea would be that uh, they collect the data in every single patient's visit? Or yes. Every, oh, okay. So for every visit you see the patient, um, you yeah you enter the data in, and then the registry allows it so that it can track the changes that are occurring. So if you change treatments, if visual acuity changes, tea breakup time, it's it's all going to track that for you. And can can them the users download their own data, or or how does it work for the yes. downloading? So um. You can export um, data. Right now it's available for the other modules to drive because it's quite new. We're in the process of actually getting that through where you can export your data and also run reports. Um, and the reports will allow you to compare your own data to other data to other clinicians around the world or in your own country. Um, when you're comparing though the data is aggregate data, so it's not individual patients, it's just a sum of, of your, your data versus another clinicians or um, those from around the world. Mm, okay, sounds very interesting. So um, uh, what would be the advantages of becoming a user of the registry? What would you tell the users out there? Yeah, so there's a number of advantages available, um, specifically for those in Australia. If you're an ophthalmologist, uh, you can actually obtain CPD points um, from RANSCO, which is the Royal Australian New Zealand College of Ophthalmologists. Um, and if you're an optometrist in Australia, you can actually like CPD points from Optometry Australia. Um, additional advantages would also include, like I said, the report, which would allow you to see how you're comparing to other clinicians in your field, um, whether it be optometrists or ophthalmologists, um, and, and those also around the world. Um, the, also, the other thing as well is that for clinicians, when they enter data, the data actually belongs to them. And so if they decide at any point that they want to discontinue using the registry, they can actually withdraw the data from the registry at any time. So it, it's, it's, I guess, safe to know as a clinician that you have control over that data. Um, for those clinicians that who enter a significant number of patients into the registry, they will also be invited to be an author on any of the publications that we write for, these, um, for this registry. Okay, uh, so far, ha have you published any, any preliminary data or in anything? Um, so we're in the process of collecting baseline data uh, from what's currently been entered, and they, they have been written up as abstracts for conferences, which will be presented at um, ESCRIS, which is the European Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, uh, as well as um, the Asia Pacific, uh, one of the Asia Pacific conferences as well. So how, how can the ophthalmologists and optometrists become users? Um, for those who are interested in using the registry, ethics approval is required. So especially for those who are in Australia or at least countries that are currently using the registry, uh, ethics approval would be quite easy to obtain. For those countries that may not be using as of yet, we do have a safe site registries team that can aid with applying for ethics applications and provide any information they require to, to obtain approval. 
Okay, so ju just to, <laughs> no, thank you for all the information that will be really useful for ophthalmologists and optometrists. So before I let you go, can you remind the listeners the best way to contact you? Yeah, so the best way to contact is either via Twitter, which is um, Koo Tweets, or via my email, which is pauline.koo at sydney.edu.au. Okay, well, Pauline, thank you so much again for sharing this um, another project with us today because I know you have like what four five different projects about yes. in dry <laughs> eye disease so probably we may come back with you in another episode thank you for having me bye Pauline bye, bye. <laughs> to recap the Safeside dry eye registry allows clinicians to anonymously enter information into the registry that relates to multiple aspects of dry eye management, including the treatment used, individual patient reported outcomes, and adverse reactions. This information will have positive outcomes for patients, clinicians, government health institutions, and industry, specifically in the case of dry eye, because usually once drugs are approved for treatment, there is usually no post-market surveillance. If you are an optometrist or ophthalmologist and would like to become a user of the registry, you can request access at frbresearch.org or email me to maria.cabrera.aguas at sydney.edu.au. If you are a patient with a diagnosis of dry eye disease, please recommend this registry to your optometrist or ophthalmologist. Having data for, from more patients will provide more evidence to clinicians about the different dry eye treatments and its effectiveness in real-world patients. I am Maria Cabrera Aguas. Thanks for listening to the Sydney Eye Podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you are invited to do so to receive a notification when a new episode is released. Please keep, keep sharing this podcast with family, friends and colleagues. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send them to sitipodcast at gmail.com and connect with us on Twitter at Cabrera Marie. It's C-A-B-R-E-R-A-M-A-R-I-E or at Corneal Research using the hashtag S-Y-D-E-Y-E-P-O-D or on Instagram at Dr. Maria Cabrera. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.